This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Um, you'd, again, uh, f- on the playoffs, you don't have to answer if, yeah. if you're not comfortable with it. I want to talk about this season where it was a bit dark mm-hmm. and leaving. And the reason why is because you a lot of people what your story is not unique yeah you know what i mean there's very many people mm. myself included who just decided to take a back seat mm. from serving in church or from even just i'm um, even i just don't even feel like attending for a season mm. you get how how do you go through that and overcome that and mm. come back and then because your comeback is crazy mm. we're, when we're about to enter talking about you came back your 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 latter your, your your future will be greater than the latter mm, yeah. i wanted to say to the nice pastor voice but <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> so what happens when you don't read the bible every day yeah. richie <laughs> so anyway no, but for real from an from an honest perspective how did you overcome that because there are also people who that has broken them and they've completely disappeared and yeah. never come back okay let me let me think about my answer um for me, one of the things that was the most critical in that season, when I say I left public ministry, I never disconnected from my church. Um, I never disconnected from my leadership. I remember there was one time I was talking to someone not in my congregation, not in, not in my, my church circle, and they, they used the comment, and again, this is years ago, but they used the comment punishment. They used the word punishment, like I was punished for, you know, like, you've been involved in some compromise, you've you've not done things well, and then when you told your pastors, then you were punished and you were not allowed to lead worship and you weren't allowed to, you know, uh, lead a small group, which all of that's true. I didn't lead worship, I didn't lead a small group. I was, I, 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 I was taken out of every place of leadership, but the term they used was punishment. And I remember thinking the exact opposite of that is true. I don't see it as punishment. I see it as grace. I see it as wisdom. And here's why I say that. What I think about is if you're a coach of a football team, if you have a player on your team come and tell you, hey coach, I've got a real bad headache. You know, as a coach, you might be like, all right, man, here's some maramojas, but (laughs) you you can work through this. You Mm. can still perform and play even with that in mind. But if your player was to come to you and say, coach, I've broken my leg. Mm. A good coach will bench his guy because he's broken. And it's not out of, I'm punishing you Mm, for your broken mm. leg. It's out of, I see that if this heals well, you still have 20, 30 years to play. But if this heals badly, you'll never play again. Mm. And it's love. If you keep playing with this, it's over. You might even die. You might lose everything. And so it's a good coach. It's a wise coach that says, I hear you're broken. I see you're broken. And out of love, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bench you until not just until you come and tell me that you feel better i'm gonna bench you until your physical therapist says i've tested this healing i've put weight on this healing you you've gone through exercise after exercise and you don't start at the you start with little things take a few steps okay now run Hmm. okay now jog them out now jog five okay now go for a few practices okay go for a few more it's not just i'm benched and then hey i'm healed and all right let's go back there's Hmm. a process now 
And the process is to test that the healing has taken. It's, it's true, it's good, it's strong, and you're ready. And that's what I feel happened for me. I feel like at that time I had the most incredible coaches over my life who said, we see you're broken, we grieve for you, we are sad for you, but out of love, we are benching you not to punish you. We're benching you so you can heal because we see 20, 30 years down the line, you have so much potential. But if you abandon this process, if you say, ah, it's taken too long, it's, it's yourself that you're hurting ultimately. And I always saw it that way. Um, and so I was, I was so grateful for that season that I was allowed to stay connected. I stayed on staff, even though my job took on an extremely different role. Mm. Um, you know, I, I didn't lead worship. In fact, the team that I was leading, now they led me in worship. Now I just go to church on Sunday and the guys, I was their leader. Now they led me and I was so grateful for them. I was so grateful for that season where I was allowed to just get counseling. Um, and more than anything, prove faithfulness. Just get back to the day in, day out, living according to the standards of God's word. And I think a lot of times, Richie, what happens is people want the platform without the responsibility. Are those birds so loud? Are there, you're not No, 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 they're them. good, they're okay. good. I think people want the platform a lot of times without the responsibility. And the higher you go in leadership, the higher the standards become. And that's just how it is. That's how it should be. Um, and so I was so grateful for that season. And I think what brought me through it is that I never disconnected. I had people who loved me, not me, the performer, not me, the worship leader. They loved me, my soul, my eternity, making sure I, I stay loving Jesus um, because that was without doubt the lowest point of my life i was i was in such a mess richie like i was in such a mess i was i was so hurt i was so wounded i had been used by people i had used people you name it there was some sort of hurt or sin that i i just gotten involved in at that time and and so it wasn't coach i have a headache you know i think there are seasons where you go mm -hmm. and tell coach and it's like you, you, we can handle that with some more emoji, mm -hmm. but, but I was coming saying, coach, I am broken and I've been hiding it because the gifts of God are without repentance. God doesn't take your gifting away, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm still able to function in my gifting. Um, but it was now my eternity that I was more concerned about. And, and yeah, so I took about almost two years, uh, away from leading worship. I didn't lead a small group. I just, I just served and, and. Yeah, so um, at the end of that season, I, and then even in my coming back up, it just started kind of the way it did at the beginning. I just started playing the piano in the band. I sang BVs a few times. I'd lead a song here, I'd lead a song there. And eventually, especially with my team, um, earned back the trust to be able to now step back into a place of leadership, um, which I have been in now since then. So, yeah. Okay, let me say this. I have never had it from that perspective. Mm. and especially from the person made to sit on the bench mm. i've never had it the person on the bench um and it's good to hear it mm. um especially uh i mean it's like what you're saying i've just never had it from that perspective and what you're saying is first and foremost you're already connected you're already there's some things that had to be in place for you to look at it like this mm. submission to authority yeah uh, there has to be 
despite whatever happens connection i'm going to remain connected yeah. through the good and the bad you know it's like a marriage yeah uh, well, like, and i think as well if you look at scripture the when 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 eve was in the garden all the, the serpent did to get her to compromise was make her doubt her authority did god really say mm. that's all he did was so doubt that god is not really looking out for my best interest that's what he told her god knows if you eat this you'll be as wise as him and he put that doubt in her that he's he's not looking out for me he's withholding good from me and i think the enemy does that to this day he comes and sits on your shoulder and says your authority really isn't looking out for you that mm. they they're withholding from you and i think for me it was so clear i wasn't kicked off the team i was just put on the bench and i think we get those two things mixed up mm. we feel like you're kicking me off the team no i'm still on the team i'm still in this family i'm still in this body of believers i'm i'm so grateful i i saw it as mercy and it if i felt like people around me not not within my my church family but outside you know because i have friends outside and be like ah we've heard wow 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 that's so harsh and i'm like harsh they should have fired me like that's called <laughs> grace my friend that's mercy i was i will forever be grateful for that season in my life forever but let me also add and say that then you have good leaders i have the best yeah yeah i mean because because some places wouldn't have done what was done for you mm. some people wouldn't have shown you grace mm. it would have been um abuse of authority mm. so i'm really uh you that that i pray this story stays so let me tell you what happens in the playhouse sometimes we hit the record button off <laughs> and we just have some amazing vibes that's what happened here anyway we also took just like a break to refresh it so rebecca i mean your story of of what you went through uh, and the discipline that you went through yeah. was 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 not a story that we hear often. Yeah. Um but I want to begin talking about the fruits of what happens mm. when you are obedient mm. to that process. Yeah. And and the restoration that happens because yeah. it restores you to just a whole other level. Yeah. So let's talk about the songs now. Come on now. <laughs> okay. Uh so um I mean we've been talking a lot about a lot about your own songs. Let me just throw in Kutembea now right now. Mm. What's the story behind this one? So, Kutembe- first of all, 3.3 million <laughs> views. 3.3 and growing. And growing. You know, oh, I keep yeah. telling people, don't just look at those as numbers. Like even in this COVID time, it's what true. I do sometimes is I go and watch the story of somebody's life. Mm. And then you realize this one person who has died was married to somebody, a father to somebody. So mm. that you stop looking at it like statistics. Yeah. You know what true. I mean? So, 3.3 million gadgets or consume views people. people mm that's nothing small. Yeah, it's true. And all glory to God honestly because man if there's a song that I never expected to blow up it was that one. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's e d i f i.app. Uh so um I mean we've been talking a lot about a lot about your own songs. Let me just throw in Kutembea now right now. Mm. What's the story behind this one? 
So first of all, three point three million <laughs> views, three point three and growing and growing. You know, oh, I keep yeah. telling people, don't just look at those as numbers. Like even in this COVID time, it's what true. I do sometimes is I go and watch the story of somebody's life, mm. and then you realize this one person who has died was married to somebody, a father to somebody. So mm. that you stop looking at it like statistics. Yeah, you know it's what true. I mean. So three point three million gadgets or consume people. views, people. Mm. That's nothing small. Yeah, it's true. And all glory to God, honestly, because, man, if there's a song that I never expected to blow up, it was that one. Um, so by the time I wrote Kutembead, I'd already written a lot of songs. I'm a very, very big believer in even if God has called you to something, you're still responsible to work on your craft. Um, you know, like, for example, if I was to say, um, Richie, I just I just know God's called me to be a surgeon. I just I know I'm anointed. I, I am confident. It's been prophesied. It's been spoken over my life. I am to be a surgeon. And just, you know, I, I just want to step into that calling. So I'm going to remove your 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 gallbladder just right now. You know, even <laughs> what though <you're> smoking, <laughs> exactly, even though the calling might be true. I still am responsible to study, to learn, to practice mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, before you're going to have faith in what I'm calling my calling. I believe that for songwriters as well. I believe that for myself, that yes, I really believe God has called me to write songs and to write anthems and, and, and worship um, and music for, for the body of Christ. I believe that. But I don't just now say, well, I'm called. So that means every song I write is just from heaven and it's going to bring revival <laughs> yeah. to the nations. Like I write songs just for practice. I mm -hmm. write songs just to work on my skill, to get better at the craft. And so when I wrote Kutembea Nawe... Songwriting is a muscle. It is. It's it, a muscle. It very much mm -hmm. is. It very much is. And I think in the body of Christ, sometimes we can unhealthily rely on the anointing. And what I mean by that is we can hide a lack of excellence behind it. We can hide a lack of practice behind mm -hmm. it and just say, well, I'm anointed. Well, you are, but but you still need to work on it, you mm -hmm. know, get better at it. Um, so when I wrote Kutembea Nawe, I was, uh, I had just started courting Alan, my now husband. And, you know, my, my history of relationships before Alan was just situationships, drama, um, heartbreak, failure, hurt. I, I didn't have a good story before Alan. I didn't have a single, well, that one, you know, I didn't have anything good before him. And so... When I met him, when I met Alan, I, I just liked him from the get-go, just as a, a, a person, mm. not a hearts, you know, heart mm. eye emojis. Just, I just really liked him. He was just a nice, good man. And we connected from the get-go, we clicked, we were great friends. And so, you know, by, by the point I, I was writing the song, he had now communicated with me that he sees potential and he <laughs> wants to, you know, pursue this thing had gone and seen my pastors and my parents like he's done this whole big super spiritual process of you know i love it i was so pleased by it that he was so and this is to ask you to date yeah oh i told him before but when he sat down and told me i was like okay let me let, let me give you that little backstory so <laughs> one of the things before i Homie, met alan gotations <laughs> alan's here by then we see you baby we see you <laughs> Um, before, I, before I even had met Alan, I had written in my journal, because as I said, all my stories were bad. Mm -hmm. um, and so finally, I just had reached this point of surrender of, you know what, God, if another man comes into my life, and I understand if they won't, but if they do, I am going to do it by the book. I'm, you know, the Bible says, try me. God mm -hmm. says, try me. Mm -hmm. Let me prove it to you. And I guess I'd always associated holiness with boredom. 
I was like, if, if I'm going to be holy, I, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be very fun. So, but I had reached a point in my life of better it not be fun and I'm, <laughs> and I'm being holy than, you know, so I was very committed and I'd written in my, I had written in my journal, God, I will do it your way. I will do it by the book. So when Alan and I had reached this point of, I like you, you like me, we've both circled. Yes. Like we, we, we know these things. Um, I, first of all, was freaked out because my track record of mm. I like him, he likes me is nothing but heartache. So I was scared. But then also I was nervous on, I, I promised that I'm going to do this thing by the book. So I told him the day that he was like, you know, I'm, I'm interested in you. I'd like to take this thing. I was like, I gave him the name of seven men, my father, my pastor, my small group leader, my one of my counselors, and then two of my closest friends who happened to be men as well. And I was like, you're gonna need to talk to all seven of them. And if any of them says no, but my father trumping all of them, like even if six of them say mm -hmm. yes, and my father says no, it's a no from me. Like, I just, at that point I had proven to myself, I am not trustworthy in these decisions. <laughs> I think I'm making great decisions and I'm really not. So even with Alan, even though I was like, I really think this is a good decision, I'm gonna do this by the, by the book. book. I have a circle of counsel and, and they're gonna help me through this process. And so I was also kind of wanting to see what did that make Alan do? Would mm. he be like, this is so stupid or you know, we're adults or none of that. Um, so he just looked at me and he was like, okay, when? And I'm like, okay, talk is cheap. Saying when is when people <laughs> actually doing it is not. A brother did it. A brother went and talked to all of those men. Yeah. And he was just like, hey, I'd, I'd love to just pursue this with Rebecca. And, you know, and again, and I've, I'd gone through a, years before, I'd gone through something really publicly difficult. And so I didn't want to, these men are here to protect me and mm. love me and, and, and mm. make sure I'm not wasting my time. Um, all of them loved him. All of them gave him the go ahead. And so we've just started this process of courting and I'm still scared, even though I'm getting yes from all the, my father and my, even your father said yes. Yeah. My father said yes. Yo, this is a CTA on its own. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And my mother, and they were we'll like, we'll be back with CTA in love relationships. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Love. <laughs> um, Man. Yeah. They gave him all the go ahead to, to, to court me, to mm. pursue me. With the intent you of know, marrying that, me. That, that's what's blowing me. And I mean, I'm a dude. I'm a guy. I'm married. I've, I've gone through my own process. Yeah. Um, that is extremely commendable. Yeah. For dating. I mean, I mean that alone yeah. for marriage. I mean, for marriage, I get yeah. it. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Dating. Yeah. That's is. why That's why I, I can tell he must have also known that you're the one if he's willing to to go on, on this level of pursuits. Yeah, plus I was really hot. And so he was just like, you know what, whatever I gotta do to, you know, get this I'm gonna do thing, it. I'm, I'm gonna do it. That's what I tell myself anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we had just started and I'm excited because, you know, this is the first time I've been in a process with a man that is being blessed, but at the same time, I'm still nervous because there were just so many, what about this? This might not work. What if he hears this? What if, you know, what if this, I just wasn't sure. And so it was actually on my birthday that year. I, I go into my studio, which is my office at work. And I sit down and the night before I had been journaling and just kind of praying out, writing out my prayer to God. And in English now I'd been writing out God, I've been praying about Alan. And I was just like, God, I just want to walk with you in this process. I want to walk with you. 
like, God, I'd, I've never done this before. I've never done a successful, healthy relationship. You know, one of the things that I have been taught and we teach in our church is a, a healthy relationship can also end in no. It doesn't have to end in marriage. Mm. Like you might do this process and realize in the process, we're not a good team. This is not a good match. That's still a successful relationship. Yep. If, if you found a no in a godly, God honoring way, kudos to you. Pat on the back. That's great. Um, and so it wasn't necessarily, I'm afraid I won't marry him. It was just, God, am I going to do this process well? Whether it ends in yes or no. And just, God, call me. If, if, if you see I'm stumbling, just help me, Lord. I need you. I, and I kept writing it over, God, I want to walk with you this time. This time I want to walk with you. You're my shepherd. Lead me. So the next day I'm in studio and I'm, and I'm, and I'm at my desk. And I, every time I go into studio, every time before I do anything, before I record, before I just have a moment of personal worship where I just get my piano out and I'll just not even long five minutes I'll just play a little bit and get myself into that space so I, I got my piano out and and I was just playing and I had my journal open because I was in a time of prayer and I see these words I want to walk with you I want to walk with you so I just start I'm, I'm just playing this progression and I just start singing <laughs> and I start looking at those words I, I, I desire to walk with you so I start singing it in Swahili. So I didn't sing it in English. No, I, I sing it in Swahili. Uh, yeah, I it's it's like I had said earlier. Like I pray in English because I think in English. But when it's time to sing, mm -hmm. I tend to feel like Swahili is prettier because you can say I want to walk, walk with, with you, God, yeah. or you can say <laughs> It just mm -hmm. sounds so much better. It does. Um, yes. So I write it and then the song literally came together in 15 minutes and that's not common for me my songs I, I work on them for a while but this one i just i wrote it i called um george my manager and and my very good friend as well i probably should have said he's my very good friend before i said he was my manager mm. i called george my very good friend <laughs> and um you know he helped me he helps me a lot with translating and finding the right words again as i said swahili sanifu has kind of left me mm. sometimes i need those concords um, so I write it, I love it, I record it, and I posted it on SoundCloud. And it was like, there you go, done, all in a day. I showed in it a to, day? Yeah. I showed, well then, the, a couple days later, Alan came to studio and I asked him to play bass on it. And I showed it to him. And he was like, this is his song, y'all. This is Kutembana. This is the world famous, you know, 3.3 .3 million about Alan. So I show it to Alan and his response was, it's nice. And then we moved on with life. And I was like, okay, well, there you go. So he recorded this. <laughs> then I posted it on my SoundCloud at the time. And, um, and I forgot all about it. And I moved on with my life. About two years later, I get a call from Moe's, DJ Moe's. And he's like, Bex, I've just heard this song. What a song. Like, you have to send it to me. And I'm like, where did you hear it? And he's like, did you, I don't know what he told me, on TV or something. I'm like, well, how did they get it? And first of all, I wrote this song like in 2014. This is now like 2016 when this song is. Yeah. So, you know, Kenyans, we just have a way. It was on SoundCloud, which you're supposed to not be able to illegally download yep, from. Yep, yep. Somebody got a hold of it. Um, all of a sudden, people are just texting me. Hey, I heard your song on the wedding show. Hey, I heard your songs. Do hey, I heard your song here? And I'm like. Hold on. Mm. This, this, this is just such a God story. It really is. You didn't distribute it. Mm. You Nothing. put it on SoundCloud and moved on with life. Yes. So now at that time, by that time, Alan and I were married because we got married very end of 2015. So now in 2016, it's like, Monte, guys, 
so for some reason, this song has hit now. So I told Alan, we should do a video. Was this my first music video? I think it was on my YouTube channel. Mm. I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, I just told Alan, we should do a video. Um, so we just decided, okay, let's do one. So we go to the garage. Our, our total budget for that video was 3,000 shillings. <laughs> And that 3,000 covered the candles that are in the background and pizza that we ate that night uh, with the crew I love was it. there. Everything, I just got up in the morning, I'm like, I'll wear this, I just picked an outfit. Like, this whole thing of, I buy something, have something mm -hmm. made, I wasn't in that space yet. Like, me, I'm a newbie at this thing. So I'm just like, yeah, this looks nice. We set up the piano, we shot the video. Of course, Alan played bass, and then Steve, who's uh, our drummer at church, a very great friend of mine, also my brother-in-law's brother. Does that make him my brother-in-law as well? Anyway, <laughs> he, yeah, he played drums. So we do the video. Um, my sister, Anna, who does a lot of our videos, she uh, edits it for me and we just put it out on YouTube. And that's when it was like, what? Yeah, so we put it out on YouTube. We didn't even send it to- like, like the stations or anything. Just put it out. Like, I, I, guys, here's a video.
And then it was like, uh, then it really kind of, which is crazy because it's like, okay, so a, a little while later, we put out a video for a song called, um, what's that song? Maneno. Mm. Maneno is my favorite song I have ever <laughs> written to date. Me, I'm like, if there's a song that's going to fly, it's, it's going to be Maneno. Wapi. <laughs> Wakati mwingine nikiketi kukuimbia mie huwa nalemewa kupata maneno yanayoshimiri ni kama mtoto mchanga anapojaribu kueleza ukubwa wa sayari Kama kidege kinapojaribu kueleza upana wa mbingu ni kama changarawe kujaribu kueleza ukubwa wa bahari ukweli ni kwamba maneno yangu hayatoshi hayawezi kueleza Hivyo daima na milele siku zote za maisha yangu Nitatafuta na kukuimbia maneno yanayokufa Wakati I mean, it's gotten great views, but it's just amazing to me because I'm like, Kutembea really was a God thing because it was never pushed. And I, I didn't even think it was a song worthy of being a big deal. Um, but I really do think people just connected with the simplicity of it and the and the heart behind it. Um, I don't know. I guess that's what I'm guessing. I have no idea. And uh, anointing in it. There has to there has to be something. Then, okay, let's even start. We, you see, we can't even just move over this song like that. Mm. Next thing, we've got Donnie McClurkin. Oh, Gospel yeah. Godfather. I mean, Gospel Grand. Like, he's he's close to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was Singing so funny. Singing your song. Yes. So what happened... There was a day of some friends of ours had a wedding and I was doing deco for their wedding. So I'm like in work clothes um, and I knew Donnie was coming to, I think it was JCC yes, he was coming JCC, to. Yeah. So I knew he was there. Um, I'd been invited to, for that um, event because mm -hmm. um, I've, I've been at a few of JCC's events and I was invited for that. I was so bummed I couldn't make it because I'd already committed to do my friend's wedding, um, their deco. So I'm, we're tearing down the wedding. I'm literally, I'm in pajamas basically like I'm in work clothes we're tearing down all this decoration and I get a call from um I think it was John Derry uh anyway I get a call from one of the JCC guys and he's like Donnie has asked to see you 
Like, can you, is there any way you can get here? Like, he wants to see you. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, the, 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 the the big dog has asked, you know. (laughs) So we're almost done anyway. So my team is wrapping up Deco. So Alan and I run home, grab clothes, drive to JCC where I'm literally changing in the car on the way there. (laughs) So we get there and um, we're, we're, it was just the weirdest thing. It was so cool. We're walking up the steps, we're walking down a hall and and he starts coming down this other way and he points at me and he's like, Rebecca Dawn. And I'm like, okay, this is just <laughs> weird. Donnie McClurkin knows my name and I haven't even met him yet. Um, so he comes up and he tells us that when he was picked at the airport um, by whoever, whatever protocol picked him when he was, when he landed, he, he gets in this car and he's being driven to his hotel and Kutembea happened to be playing. And it was low because he was chatting with whoever was in the car. And when mm. the song, he, now this is the story he's telling us. He said, when that song came on, I stopped the conversation and I, and I told him, turn that up, turn that up. And he, and he said, when they turned it up, he kept, he just could not, he's like, I, I have, I can't stop listening to it. He's like, I don't even know what you were saying, but something in my spirit just came alive on that song. So he sits with us for half an hour. He like prophesies over me and Alan for like half an hour in the hallway with all these like protocol people <laughs> surrounding us, security guys, whatnot. He's just there like prophesying over Alan, prophesying over me, declaring the word of the Lord. And we're just standing there like, what is this life? Like, what are we even doing? What is happening? Yeah, so it was very cool. So he, um, someone even told me in his live in London, he uh, he just did a live in London recording yeah. end of last year that he did the song at the live and lo- like he did the whole thing verses and everything not like for his album but yeah, like yeah in the i know like, like like i'm just like how crazy is that and even here he sang it at yeah. now at now the event yeah at, tribe i think it yeah, was a yeah. tribe hotel but or something just think about that there's no amount of money there's no amount of connections that could have made that happen i know crazy You get what I mean? That he's the one who called for you. Yeah. 
when I was in my PJs tearing down wedding deco. That's crazy. I mean, look okay. at God. Let me ask you, have you received other testimonies? I was I was actually, I, I saw you singing it at the R Festival. I was part of the team that was doing the digital for mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So I remember you came. But then have, what other testimonies would you say have reached you of that song? And the reason, the reason why I ask this is just so that people can understand the power of music. Music yeah. is not just uh, beats on music, on, 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 on lyrics or words on yeah. on beats. Yeah. There's something bigger that music can do. That's why yeah. I'm asking you for the testimonies. Yeah, well, I, I can't say... I mean, there's been particular... There's just... There's been a lot. Like, I've, we've gotten thousands of emails and messages and people who've been so impacted and i mean even now if you go to the youtube channel people mm -hmm. are commenting 2020 like still love this song mm. you know people comment about like someone passing away and how the song has carried them through so much and it's overwhelming really i mean it's just it's just it's incredible it's mm. incredible that god can give you a prayer that so many other people can pray and can resonate with so and there's also a new audience that is constantly coming back to the song yes so there's people who are finding out even probably from this interview there's a group of people who will find out about this song yeah. okay let me ask you about another song right now i'm just going to move from era to era era to era yes. second favorite song after by the way my favorite song of yours is one with abel chungu but uh -huh. this one is really really trying to knock abel chungu off uh -huh. the one you've done with your hubby even here oh this podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. <laughs> 